This is Daisenshu BX, the podcast, episode 220 for the week of May 23rd, 2010. Welcome back to Dies and Shoe X, the podcast, an extension of two all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan sites this week. Speaking into your ears right now, we got Dies and Shoe X, and coming to us from a time zone over, Kujio from Contentai. We, the two of us, are two websites because we work in collaboration often. All the We're time, so nice and friendly and <laughs> awesome, super shonen. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Before we go any further, Mister Hujio Heath. Hey, happy birthday, dude. Thank you, thank you. It's been a good day so far. You are now officially on the downward spiral of your 20s. How do you feel about I, that? I don't know if I like it. It, it was going to happen eventually. Yep, yep, you can't avoid it. I know, unfortunately. So it's uh, good to have you here. You're the only voice that we hear right now, but we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. There will be other, I'm about to say other voices, plural. There will be a single other voice, which makes for plural voices later on. Right now, we got Heath, and we have me. My name is Mike Vegito EX from Daisenshu EX. We're here. It's been a two-week break. Uh, there was a single-week break, but I guess that makes it two weeks. We're probably going to do that again, but let's not destroy the illusion of... You know, we're not even talking about stuff yet, and we're always saying, hey, we're taking a break. That's not how this works. We're going to be here for you. We're going to talk in your ears for probably a few hours today. I don't know. What do you think? Is this a long discussion we're going to have? I think it could be. It could go either way. That's what I was thinking. Either it's going to be really, really short, and we say just some facts and a couple of quick opinions, and it's done, or it's going to be one of our longest topics ever. I really have no idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be, and I haven't heard anything that Mary has to say, except right. what she said last time. But I guess we should say what we're doing this episode. We are going to take a look, and very specifically a listen, at Funimation's first Dragon Ball Z Kai release just came out here in North America. Uh, Heath, I know you've done a full review over on Kazantai. I'm working on mine. I haven't finished it yet. I have not read your review yet. I have not read yours. I haven't read Mark's yet. I'm Good. doing that thing where I'm going to work on mine, and then I'll go back and read everyone's. I don't want to inadvertently pick up any awesome catchphrases you guys have developed and tweaked in there. So I did the same thing. I didn't read Mark's. I All I did was when he did the color comparison. Cause I, yeah, yeah he, I did take a look at that. Yeah, he asked me if I could send him that image. So other than that, right. I did not read Mark's until afterwards. Very nice. always I nice mean, to do. I'm sure we probably know what the other is thinking and may think. We we tend to think along the same mindsets, but we have different experiences with different people. It's going to be a fascinating discussion. Mary is going to join us for the topic portion of the show when we talk about Kai from Funimation. So look forward to that. Let's talk about some housekeeping and some stuff other than your happy birthday. You have uh, two out of three strikes right now, I believe. Yes. Talk about YouTube. So, uh, Daisen Shui X has been removed from YouTube. I'm officially a member of the club. I'm surprised it's taken this long. Absolutely. Um, I figured after I got my first strike, I just get them all in a row. Yeah, they, yeah. They give me one, and then they wait a month. Then they mm-hmm. give me another one, and it's like, if you're going to kill me, just just do it. <laughs> because <laughs> I know. I'm still Take me out one fell swoop. 
Exactly. So, I mean, I have everything saved, so it's not that much of an issue. And kind of like what you said, the only reason I use YouTube is the massive fan base, all the people you can reach. I mean, I could yeah, easily yeah. put them up on the website, but... I, and you'll notice that in a lot of our reviews and articles, we do. I mean, it's so easy to just stream stuff off your own server, but yeah. the YouTube hosting is all about reaching that audience. I guess I should give a, a little recap for those who don't know, you know what happened. I did post up a, a blog post explaining um, what those three strikes were were and what my personal feelings on those were. The big one was our third strike. The way YouTube works is if they receive a DMCA takedown notice, they have to take it down. You can read all about the DMCA. YouTube uses a three-strike policy, so the third one is it for you. Third one was one of our inconsistencies videos, and ironically enough, our third inconsistencies video. And if you ask me if there is any video that we've done, you know, if there's some AMVs and there's some other like trailers and stuff. Some of the trailers we've received you know, written permission to use. Uh, we didn't get any takedown notices on that stuff, but of everything we had up other than official game trailers, I think something like the Inconsistency series of videos is the best candidate for something falling under fair use. I mean, they're educational in a way, and I broke down what it means to be fair use or what the courts will look at when they consider whether something is fair use or not. So you can read up uh, all on that. But yeah, Dyson Chewy X is removed from YouTube. I thought our first video was kind of funny, I guess you could say. Uh, mm -hmm. The first video that we got striked on was a promotional video for the dragon boxes so it was actually right. promoting funimation's products and they yes. took it down. yes yeah those are <laughs> that's what kills me especially in japan it's a slight tangent but videos that bands put out in japan they're called promotional videos very specifically i mean sure they'll occasionally call them music videos but they're called pvs promotional videos isn't the point that you want to promote your product through the promotional videos and maybe that's just us trying to justify some of the stuff we put up but i think there is a little bit of validity in there right i i would say if it was a full episode or something that's one thing but i mean i'm promoting their product. I'm saying go buy this. At the same time, I take slight issue with some of the stuff that you put up because well, you do have like an entire <laughs> opening sequences and collections of theme songs and that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think you're a little more shady well, than I am Well, and that's about why that. I said I'm surprised it's taken this long because I, once this happened, I figured we'd be one of the first that they'd go after just from right. what's up there because, I mean, I'm not going to deny that a lot of the stuff that's up there probably should not be, but it's odd that the stuff that they're taking down has nothing to do with the stuff that probably shouldn't be up there. They're going after other things, which is... Absolutely. Just... A lot of people take issue with that. Like, oh, you're taking all these stuff down, these things down. What about all the full episodes? They've actually cut down quite a bit on that stuff. There's not the plethora of full episodes that there used to be. But right. it does seem like they're going through the, the channels that have the most subscribers and views, which would obviously be places like Daizenshu, X and Konzatai. I mean, we have followings. We have people who pay attention to the videos we we put up so they're going after the stuff with attention and anything that gets caught with their algorithms that they have you know agreements with with youtube and funimation and toei so it's not too much of a surprise but um just putting it out there toei is continuing on their takedown spree a lot of it is valid they absolutely should be doing it but i encourage you to uh check out the blog post we put up just from a different perspective where a video that was not just hey look i put up a video game opening ain't that cool although our second strike was 
a video game <laughs> How ironic. Whatever. So, uh, other housekeeping stuff that we want to talk about. Uh, the podcast survey. Heath, did you take the survey? I did take the survey. And everyone Excellent. should vote for me. No, no. I... <laughs> I no. did, I did not even vote for me. Okay. I will say that. <laughs> we are running a survey right now. It's taken us over 200 episodes. Of course, we get feedback all the time via email and Twitter and Facebook and uh, forum posts and all that stuff. I have a pretty good I- idea about what our, our very, very sticky and very, very engaged audience thinks. But I know there's a lot of you out there that are listening right now. You may not even visit the website. You just love hearing the news and the discussions every week or so. Go take the survey. Very easy to find it dicex.com slash survey or you can click the link on our homepage uh, Twitter Facebook everywhere it's just a series of questions uh, what kind of topic is your favorite um, how often do you listen to the show do you let a bunch of episodes build up uh, what's your favorite blah 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 it's very easy it's all multiple choice and it's all just great data from me um, it's not that oh man I'm gonna take all these answers I'm gonna completely shift the show around it's gonna be entirely different and it's gonna be monthly no there's nothing going on like that I may not change anything at all. I will be honest and say one of the things that I'm considering is the day that I release the podcast, I may look to shift that up simply because working through the weekend on... um hobby stuff is kind of taking a toll on my arms and I can't be uh you know having surgery and stuff uh before 30 to correct uh you know carpal tunnel stuffage and stuff so you know I got to protect yourself you I know, know how saying? that goes yeah but hey nothing nothing's changing we love 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 doing the show and nothing's going anywhere it's mostly just to confirm what I already suspect about our audience I'm learning some other things in the process one last thing I'll toss out there that is kind of housekeeping fun stuff is I got a CD japan order coming in next week it already shipped i am quite happy i just got mine today oh you received it today yes nice the new art book not expect at all (laughs) well that was a good birthday present it was i was very pleased nice we'll have to talk about that um in the near future as well i'm pretty sure that the next episode we do which will probably be in two weeks is a manga review but um maybe we can do a mini episode either before or after that talking about the new art book you and i uh so yeah i'll be getting in the new art book ogon no senshi uh, golden war and I ordered an extra copy, so we'll be giving away a copy of that probably in June. So that's very exciting. Stay tuned for that. Heath, uh, that's all my random Dragon Ball and meta-related housekeeping stuff. Again, anything you want to toss into the mix here before we hit the news? Um, Gee, I don't, not really. I mean, happy birthday to me. And uh, Absolutely. Oh, uh, a week from today, actually, is the anniversary of Constantine. Oh, no kidding. So we... I have no idea what we have up our sleeves because right now nothing is there. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we're thinking possibly a contest. Um, I want to go away from content because I just don't have the time. (laughs) I know. So so we'll see what happens. How many years will this be? What year will you be going into? Oh, you're so young and cute. I know. You're like going into kindergarten now. Don't put it like that. <laughs> well, you're you're one of the gifted kids. So you'll be the one telling <laughs> all you. the other websites like, this is how you say this word and this is how you do math. And can you write your name? I can. Sometimes it's challenging. <laughs> all right. I think we're done with that stuff. Let's hit up this uh, brief news. 
I'm fairly sure there's only two bits of notable news that have been going on the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'll get you started here with the first one. Raging Blast 2 and Tenkaichi Tag Team. That's obviously Raging Blast 2. We've talked about that. It's been announced for Japan. And Tag Versus for the PSP has uh, been renamed to Tenkaichi Tag Team for North America and Europe. Both of those games have officially been announced for North America and Europe through Namco Bandai themselves as expected. There's uh, no specific release dates given for either of them other than both coming this fall. And uh, there's actually no specific release dates for Japan yet either. All we know is 2010. So I'm actually thinking we might see some uh, near simultaneous releases later on this year. If uh, nothing specific is announced and they're saying fall for the U.S., I think we'll uh, all see stuff around the same time. Any predictions on that? Uh, I have to agree. Right. Um, haven't, haven't they kind of been doing that anyway? A lot of the times recently. A little bit. Like, oh, like maybe they a month off. Raging Blast like was a week or so difference. There nothing significant there. It seems like the console releases uh, after Budokai Three. Of course, that was back in the Atari days. Uh, once they shifted over to the Sparking games, they were very, very consistent with worldwide releases, where they were within a week of each other. Um, I'm fairly sure the most recent. I hesitate to say next gen games because they're current <laughs> gen games these days. But everything's been pretty consistent, with the exception of uh, DS games into a slightly lesser extent um the Wii game Tenkaichi Daibouken because um Cyan Invasion was significantly later I think we got a what, half a year later maybe nine months later yeah. it was a long time um and the Wii game was not as long but it was uh, a little bit later after it came out in Japan maybe a month or two I'd have to go back and double check those dates I still but... need to finish the Wii game it's so simple <laughs> I know on. I got halfway through and I beat it's Hayao Pai Pai and then after that I especially when you have people like me who you know played it ahead of time and said oh by the way don't forget to extend your health meter it makes it really easy to beat bosses so you can go that into really it helps. not being a complete doofus and it should be a cinch for you didn't it take you a while to get past Tio Pai oh, it was, because it was, of it was that? a complete bitch and most of it was live streamed too and there was cheering when it was done it was it was awful all right uh, Heath why don't you tell me about the other bit of significant news it's video game related but even the folks who hate video game news probably going to take note of this one yes we have um our buddy wasted wisher who works at the philippines branch of toei and he also helps animate parts of kai that we know of he's the one that actually broke all that news which was fun yeah um, but he times. hopped back on the forum uh was it this last week i believe yeah and he said that they're working on some new video game footage but it's not your typical video game footage that we've been seeing. This is actually new animation made just for a video game. So that's actually very exciting. And I think even myself that, you know, I don't play too many video games, but this stuff is always really cool. For reference, you listed that Saga. Sagas was the last new animation that we got. Yeah, well, traditional really? 2D animation is what I'm talking about here. Right. So, so approximately half an hour of new animation for an upcoming video game. That um, is super exciting, dare I say, because <laughs> new animation not only means new animation, but maybe a story in there as well, whether it's yeah. original or not, what if, but also full voice acting with the current systems. So, because I mean, 
we don't know if is it 30 minutes worth, but it's chopped up into like two minute segments. It I assume probably will be. I, I don't envision seeing like a 30 minute special on a game or anything. I'm sure it's sporadic as you clear We'd through the story. We'd have the OVA mode. all over again. <laughs> but, you know, something like that, wouldn't it be funny if Raging Blast 2 includes a remake of Saijin Zetsumetsu Keikaku? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but there's more than half an hour of footage to that, so it wouldn't. That's true. I mean, even a perfect run has more than half an hour of footage of that that is something that i would love to do in the future is um and it's been on my master list of topic ideas for a long time is do a playthrough of the playdia game so not a perfect playthrough because i think you could just review the ova version the visual guide version that's not as exciting but i yeah. know i've talked about oh, i forgot who is it oolong that's in like this pile of money and treasure chests that piccolo comes up on or something there's just these hilarious side scenes that are just if you go the wrong path for a while you have to backtrack but you see some funny shit in those games. They are very fun to play. Uh, that's something I'd love to do in the future because a lot of people have no idea what the extra footage is in those games. But uh, Heath, that's the news. Do you know of anything other news. significant? I mean, there was some Funimation news, but most of it is that uh, in June they'll be announcing their fiscal yes. end of year stuff. So it's just news about news. I've been keeping an eye out for things, but th- I mean, there's been like nothing. No, which no. For once is products. actually kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. We get to <laughs> sit back and do some content work, uh, which is yeah. fun. All right. So uh, with the opening stuff out of the way, uh, with the news out of the way, I mean, we've been going for a little bit. It's a good little mini discussions there. We're yeah. going to cruise on over to our topic and uh, the wife is going to join us. So uh, here we go. Joining us for the topic portion of the show, as advertised, hey Mary. Hi. Are you ready to talk about the Zikai? Yes. The sometimes, Zikai. Yeah, sometimes I forget what that is when you say it that way. But uh, I know now, and I'm ready. Heath, you're still here. I am still here. And you're I have be not here gone anywhere. For the remainder of the episode. That's good. Which I hope so, because we already recorded it. Yeah, it's already recorded. Magic of the internet. All right, before we get into our review, every time we have a major conversation about Kai, I've got to do the abbreviated version of what the hell it is. And this is going to get more and more abbreviated as we go. Are you ready? Here is what Kai is. Kai is a celebration of the 20th anniversary of the series in Japan, DBZ anyway. It's a refreshed version. began on April 5th, 2009. It uses the actual footage from 1989, remastered and upscaled to HD with a couple retraced scenes every so often. New footage. It's essentially cutting out what is averaging out to half the show, mostly filler material. It's being revoiced by the majority of the original cast, minus a couple due to deaths or other other convoluted reasons we don't know, and it has a new musical score by Kenji Yamamoto, who did theme song arrangements in DBZ and also did a plethora of video game scores. That is the most abbreviated version we've ever done on the show of what Kai is. Good job. Thank I like you, Thank it. you. Now, this is going to be a review specifically of Funimation's release of Kai, retitled Dragon Ball Z Kai, which just came out this week here in North America. I do want to point out, though, back on episode 189 of the podcast, I believe that was in September, myself, Mary, you were there, Heath, you were there, and also our buddy Corey, we talked about the entirety of the Saiyajin arc as done in Kai, which was 
was the first 17 episodes. So absolutely take a listen to that. We talked about uh, the removal of filler scenes, character development, whether that was affected in any way due to the removal of scenes. That was a very, very in-depth focus on the content of the episodes in terms of story, that kind of stuff. That's where we're also talking about very, very intimately the Japanese version. This podcast episode is going to be the anomaly, not for just a product review, but really for us in general as well. And beyond just that one episode of the podcast, 189, uh, we spoke about Kai so many times in the past uh, as an entity, as a whole. We're not going to focus too much on that kind of stuff again. The, the cutting of scenes, that kind of stuff. We have talked so much about it. We are really focusing on Funimation's release of the show. Let me give you a little bit of background on that. In early February of this year, on their quarter three fiscal 2010 conference call, Navarre, who owns Funimation these days, kind of inadvertently announced the license of Kai to be released in the latter part of that fiscal year. Well, here we are in May. They're just missing that fiscal year, unfortunately for them a little bit. Just coming out. What's that? It's still the fiscal year. Well, they're, no, they're reporting their fiscal year has already ended and they're going to be reporting it in June. Okay. A lot of companies have different places that they end their fiscal years. It's crazy in Japan because you'll see in all the gaming blogs right now, all the gaming company fiscal reports are coming out and some of them already came out some of them will be coming out so i I think i just happened to miss it then you dog it on the same page and here we are just about a year after it launched and is still airing in japan this is the first foreign adaptation of the franchise being kai and it's the first time north america gets that distinction typically we've always been 10 years behind on everything here's funimation taking the lead now we've had tons of quotes and statements leading up to its release that it was finally going to be handled in a different way with accurate scripts and even some voice replacements so we're going to review this set heath you have a full review already up and yes. mine's coming as well but i think i even kind of say it in this way in my review i'm going to blow the load right up front the english dub of dragon ball z needed kai far more than the original japanese version ever did so with that in mind we watched the entirety of the set i don't know about you heath i did I actually did, did you <laughs> entirely in the English dub. (laughs) That's rare. It is rare. Something that regular fans of the website and the podcast, of course, will know is not something we'd normally do. So since we've already spoken so much about the story and the content part of this Uh, this part of the series, and Kai in particular, this review is mostly going to be a focus on the new English dub it's received, and we'll, of course, talk about any appropriate tech details that we need to cover. So I've broken down the outline of how we're going to cover this with the very easy stuff, the pretty easy stuff, the easy stuff, the slightly less easy stuff, and the difficult stuff. (laughs) Wow. That kind of takes a dive right there. (laughs) I think it's a great way to move through it. So let's get going with the very easy stuff. That's the packaging. That doesn't really affect your enjoyment of the show, but it's worth talking about with this. The Blu-ray set comes in a standard thin case that holds two discs on either side when opened. That's actually inside a cardboard slipcover, which is uh, pretty interesting. Heath, do you have the DVD set of Kai from Funimation? I, yes, that's what I got. Okay, is that any different from the Blu-ray version? Um, no, not really. The packaging was almost exactly the same from what I can see. Well, except it was two thin packs. 
what it was. Oh, okay. As opposed to just one with right. two disc holders. Okay. That was the very easy stuff. The pretty easy stuff. The video and the audio. Now, our buddy Mark from the Fanboy Review has a great article up that I actually did uh, take a look through. And Heath, I know you provided some images over there. In a nutshell, the Blu-ray video is incredibly good here on the Funimation side of things. Maybe a little better than the Japanese side. The DVD video is very good as well. But here's the real hilarious part. Compared to the Japanese release of the DVD, Funimation blows it out of the water. Yes. This was crazy. (laughs) Tell me what happened with the uh, Japanese DVD release. Well, for the Japanese DVD releases, they were really pushing people to buy the Blu-rays. So, I mean, right off the bat, they did not put much effort into it anyway. But Funimation came out with a 4.3 full screen. Japan cropped it, but they did not do that great of a job of actually encoding it. And so you can see all sorts of stuff on the sides and the color differences. And it was just not pretty. It's pretty astonishing, the color differences. I mean, Yes. It's it's almost an entirely different looking show. So, I mean, I think those are the biggest differences. I mean, the aspect ratio alone is... Yeah, that's a big part, yeah. Anything else you wanted about that? (laughs) No, normally on the show, we we give you all the little ins and outs of the tech details and things. I don't think it's worth discussing. It was a pleasant viewing experience, both on the uh, Blu-ray and the DVD. I mean, the, the one difference that I did kind of leave out is... Japanese only three episodes of DVD. There's just one static menu with no music. You get the episodes and that's it. Funimation, you get the 13 episodes. They have music on the menus. They have different menus, sub menus, and yeah. And the price differences alone. That blows up. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to go with the English releases here. Poor Japan. (laughs) Getting screwed on the prices, as always. So that was the pretty easy stuff. Here's the easy stuff. It's Kenji Yamamoto's score. Nothing to talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is like the first instance of, it's the same both ways. That makes it so easy. So fun. Well, the original Dragon Ball TV series had that from the get-go, which was always good. But that was always tossed in during DBZ and during... DBGT. This is the first new product coming out. It's own precedent. There's nothing to discuss here. It is what it is. It's the original score. Well, except great. for you know the theme songs. Right. Well, I have those next on my outline. Okay. Mary, let me get your thoughts on the English dubbed versions of the opening and ending. I can't understand the words. Yeah. The enunciation needs to be a lot better. I don't know. I just can't understand anything. Does that mean you don't like them? I like the songs. Okay. And I was singing along in Japanese anyway, so I wasn't really listening. <laughs> to That's English. what I was doing too. <laughs> I think I have the Japanese song so ingrained in my head that yeah. I just that's what I go with. What about the performances? Were they up to snuff? I don't, again, I was only half paying attention, but it didn't seem all that good. Heath, what do you think? I have to agree with Mary. I mean, I wouldn't say they were spectacular by any means. They weren't atrociously horrible. They're just kind of there. To me, they sounded very much like the dub versions of the songs from the recent GT sets where, yep, that's a song. Yep, that's halfway serviceable. Nope, doesn't really hold a candle to the original, but I guess we'll take it. All right, that was the easy stuff. Let's move on to the slightly less easy stuff. We're going to spend the majority of our discussion here on uh, the script and the voices. Let's go with the script first. Mary, when we watched this, we watched it in English with the subtitles for the Japanese version. I mean, for comparison's sake. For we comparison. got you. Wow, we are so much alike. <laughs> I know. <laughs> of course we would do this. We know a lot of the script anyway, but it's good to just have it up there for reference to compare. For the most part, it was fairly accurate. Heath, is that a decent assessment? 
I think that was a very decent assessment. I would say 75% accurate to what I was seeing in the subtitles. <laughs> Do you have a survey to back that up, miss? No, I just pulled the number out of my butt. <laughs> so it's valid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's valid on the internet. That's good. I, I mean, for the most part, yes, it's. I, I'd say it's fairly accurate. I mean, there are some instances where I understand that they kind of adjusted the dialogue a little bit to like time placements where right, the right. screen may be panning so they have Krillin talking just a little bit ahead of when he actually does just right, so right. that's just differences in the language and th yeah that's totally fine um accuracy i'm going to i'm going to back Mary up i'm going with 75% and most of the time the accuracy it's tough that 25% that you're referring to whether it is 25% or yes. not a lot of that it's a sketchy 25% it's not that it's not accurate it's that some of it okay, that's kind of close. I can see what they were going for there. But then there were some lines where you're just going, where did that come from? I feel like that minority percentage of stuff that's not accurate is so jarring and takes you so out of the moment yeah. that it really hurts. So it may be like a small amount that's inaccurate, but when it's inaccurate, it's like really bad. It's like a vocal minority that we're so used to. A couple examples that definitely um, struck out with me. I think it's the opening narration when the narrator refers to Goku and Chi-Chi as childhood sweethearts. That's not in the original script. And Nor is it even true. That's not an accurate description. Absolutely not of those two. And I think the worst example, I just saw this last night and I could not believe what I heard. I was confused that I momentarily tossed in DBZ a bridge from Team Four Star. Nappa shouts out as he's going after the television crew, I hate the media. What on earth? I... I, I hate to already dive into this, oh, I can't believe that they did this, but I feel like you're going out of your way to have an accurate script and be so close to it. This is the type well, I, of ad-libbing we railed on you for for 10 years. Why toss this in? I feel like it's it's two steps forward and then one step back with lines like that. And yes, it's one example. That's the one that we're harping on right now. Because I think it was the biggest the offender. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other stuff isn't nearly as bad as this one. This really made me do a spit take. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did I just hear? Heath, what are your thoughts on examples like that? They're very, very irritating. And they make Heath angry. <laughs> Heath smash. <laughs> I smash. Yeah, there are a couple instances like that where I was writing my review and I moved the TV into our office and set it up right next to me so I could watch it while I was typing. Mm -hmm. And there were points where I had to stop and rewind and go, did I just hear that correctly? It kind of takes you back almost out of the, the element just for a little bit. And you're like, wait, what what the hell was that? I think um, the difference between us and then having a normal viewing experience with this is that all three of us watched it with the subs on. Isn't that the kind of thing, though, Napa's line in particular, where even if you didn't have the subs up, you'd say, what did he just do? I don't know. Depends on how vested you are mm. in accuracy. Right. And caring I'm, I'm about, sure you know, staying true. They had media on Planet Vegeta. So he just <laughs> Well, that was them. one of the things that was awful about the original dub where they're talking about Christianity stuff and, and Sundays. Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> they said um, right before the media line, they said something else that Napo couldn't possibly know about. He's, he, he says something like, I'm going to go meet the press. Right, And it's right. like, Napa wouldn't understand. No. They wouldn't have phrases like that. Exactly. 
And it's a shame that that kind of stuff gets tossed in. Well, let me ask you then, let's not harp on the examples. Let's dive into the meta of it. Why do you think that as heavily as Funimation is going toward an accurate script, why would they insert these kinds of things? Is this because they know there's going to be a Nicktoons broadcast and, oh, this doesn't matter, let's just toss it in there so it can be ready for TV? I don't know. I When I heard those things, I, I started asking myself the questions that you just asked, yeah. and then I spent so many minutes thinking about it that I was not paying attention to the show anymore because <laughs> right, I was thinking right. about the why and the why. And we don't have an easy answer for that. I think I don't. I don't know that we could find out unless we actually ask. Right, and if they'd be willing to answer a question like that, because that's unfortunately something where you're really putting them on the spot in a negative way. Like, well, why did you write in episode twelve? I hate the media. When in the original dialogue, it's a blood. It's like, ah, uh, dude, don't ask us that kind of question. It's but like in I, the end, does it really matter? Well, but. that's that's what I really want to know because we're harping on this Mary's description of twenty five percent. Does that twenty five percent take away from what is otherwise the best dub script Dragon Ball's ever received in this country? Almost, but no. Ultimately, yeah. no. Okay. But it sometimes gets very close for me. Almost because I feel like it's false advertising. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be Thank so you. accurate and so true and respectful. And then that 25% of disrespect is enough for me to be like, that's not really what you said, but okay, I'll still buy into it just because it is serviceable and almost every other way. Heath, you seem to be agreeing with that false advertising. Sentiment. I totally agree with false advertising. I mean, there are just some things like, hey, let's change this. It's, I, why did you change that? Why? I don't understand at certain points where, for instance, one thing I harped on in my review were the title cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can understand that you didn't include the Japanese original title cards because... After talking to Mark, I know it can be an issue, and they've gone away from that in general. Me, I would have liked to see them, but the fact that you're given something literally is written in Japanese and is handed to you. All you have to do is translate it accurately, and they screw up the episode titles. There I, were a couple that were very different. I'm thinking, what? Like, well, it was right there, though. If were they? I didn't notice. So accurate to the Japanese script, and this is something that. Anyone can just look up because they're just right there. Why make all these little changes that really don't mean that much? It's That's what irritates me, are these things that we're going to do it better, we're going to do it the way it should have been, yet we're still going to screw these little tiny things up and hopefully no one notices. Something we, I'm pretty sure we talk about anytime we review a Funimation Dragon Ball product, because it always ends up coming back to this, is there's always one little aspect of something they put out that holds it back from being the perfect release. No, it, it, they do it so they give us something to talk about. You think so? Yes. Because <laughs> I put in my review that, you know, they were basically given a blank slate to completely yeah, yeah. work with. And instead of shooting for something great, they just went for good because that was good enough. Because they could. Kind yeah. of tying along with that, I was saying to Mike yesterday, kind of um, similar to the whole blank slate thing, is that they're given this new release and they can pretty much start fresh without acknowledging any precedent. They're and already yet, recasting some voices. They already said, we're going to do it differently. They've already tossed everything out the window, right? And yet they're still kind of adhering to some of the conventions that they've used in the past. So that, that kind of... Holding on to past president was enough to kind of grate on me a little bit. Let's talk about some of those examples. One of the big ones, the area of attack names in particular. 
Uh, or just leading, names in general. Well, yeah. yeah. That's true. Leading up to this release, people were getting all excited about, and rightfully so, these leaked clips of a dubbed Piccolo saying, Makanko Sapo. People peeing their pants. That That's just, wow. This is an indication of the direction they're going in. They're going to be this accurate. That's exciting. Well, we didn't entirely get that. We got Makanko Sapo. We got a correct pronunciation of Kaioken. And I will say that one's always bugged me the most because they're calling the character King Kai. They already have an accurate pronunciation of the character's name. The attack comes from the character. I had a theory about that. <laughs> what is your, your theory like, on that? They're like, Dragon Ball Z Kai. Oh, so that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> and I really wanted to put that in my review, but I did not because I thought it was just a little too mean. I think they knew ahead of time, but yes. in their prior stuff, they were still holding on to it. This gave them a chance to do it. I still say that, I mean, I don't want to harp on this part of it, but I've never understood why you call the character King Kai, but you still use Kaio Ken. That's... Yeah, yeah. Really never made much sense to me, but I mean, if you're going to call him King Kai, you might as well just say it's King Kai Ken. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the KKK? <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Mary always sees those examples. Well, let's keep moving on with the attacks. Kamehameha. In Funimation's English dub, whenever there was a long, drawn out version of it, it was always a correct Kamehameha. In natural flow of conversation, it always ended up leaning toward Kamehameha. This very specifically, Goku in normal conversation said the Kamehameha. In a fast kind of delivery. I thought that was fantastic, so that's been corrected as well. There was also the Masenko that Gohan used once, and that was correct. But let's talk about the Kienzan, which Kududin uses once in this set, and I know he's going to use it again. I don't remember if he announces it the next time he uses it. But here is just a sloppy example of being accurate, where, all right, you're going to say the Japanese attack name, that's great, but then you say it wrong. Kienzan comes out as Kienzen. What just barely. That? Right. It might have been like an accent. I don't know. No, I'm giving the benefit of a doubt. I think it's pretty clearly mispronounced. I don't know what's going on there. I think that's just a sloppy thing. It's an unfortunate sloppy thing. Maybe it will be corrected as we move on. I don't remember how many more times he uses it and announces it. I know he does in some uh, fake namic filler, but that's not going to be in Kai. So. He uses it against Frieza, but I don't know if he announces it. Well, how about the other examples? Spirit Bomb is a halfway decent. I can see where they're coming from with Genki Dama. But the big one for me really was Tenshin Han's Tri-Beam. If you're going to use Makanko Sapo, if you're going to use Kaioken, if you're going to use Kienzan, if you're going to use Masenko. Because Kikoho is so hard to pronounce compared to Makanko Sapo. That was my my <laughs> logic too. And on top of that, Kikoho has the word ho in it. And we're overly sensitive Americans, so we can't have an attack that references hoes even though it's out. But it is. We make sarcastic light of it. Mary, I was describing to you the best example or best reasoning that I've seen folks come up with is any attacks that had precedent in the first TV series or are subsequently used in GT in a Funimation English dub of those. For example, Kikoho was Tri-Beam in the original dub of Dragon Ball. Those may retain those changed names. I don't buy it. Why don't you buy because it? Because the order. Huh? The order of events doesn't make any sense. What do you mean by that? Because Dragon Ball came out after Z here, so who cares what came out first? I think that's Unless really it's a trademark thing. Heath, what are your thoughts on that? 
I say if you're again, it gets back to the whole we're gonna go ninety percent of the way, right? And then just kind of stop. I thought, really, guys? I mean, you had it. You're so close. Those are the times where it hits me over the head. Yep, I'm watching a Funimation English dub, and I was so tempted every time to reach over to that PS3 controller and just switch that language back over because I know it wouldn't have that problem over there. But, you know, we stuck it out to the end of these 13 episodes because we wanted to know every example and be very intimately familiar with everything that was on here. I think the attack names in the script, Heath, you did a great job of describing it as, let's uh, say we're going to do great and just shoot for good and we'll be happy with it at that point. Which is very depressing at, at some points. I mean, for as much as they hyped it up and they even did an interview and came out and said, we are, you know, we love this show. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to go full blown out and just give everybody what they've been asking for. And then you actually get the product. And it's like, wow, that was a bunch of bullshit right there. I mean, this is like, you guys shot well, hold for on. it. And- was it a bunch of bullshit or was it just the 90%? Well, there? that's probably just me being angry over these little things. But okay. it's like, you guys were, were so close. And I hate to harp on it, but it's like, if they would have just taken five more minutes and changed that one thing, I mean, half this discussion just goes away. Well, you say you hate to harp on it, but at the same time, that's all there is to discuss. Like the <laughs> musical score, it's there, it's accurate, it's a state of being. There's nothing to talk about. Right. Because it's good and perfect. All we can do is speculate, and I have to imagine if they got that close to being 100%, maybe there was a good reason why they kept it that way. Right. But again, we don't know. Well, and it's like they, they go out of their way to fix pronunciations of one thing, but then they retain the old pronunciations, which are wrong, and then they keep attack names but change others, and it's like, I... This is the stuff we point to when we're like, I don't understand the thought process. Like, let's do this right. Okay, so should we keep this name? Well, yeah, no one will care if we keep Tian Shin Han. Really, guys? Is that the only example of a name that really should have been corrected? Probably. I I think so. Other ones, like I said, King Kai, but I mean, that's more nitpicky. Because what about Yama? Were they still calling him Yama? He's still Yama, which is interesting because I'm... Oh, Corin. Corin as well, yes. right? That's a good that one. That one pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so names, there's a couple. They're usually minor characters, but they are holdovers. For me, that was an example of, you're setting a new precedent. Why do you really have to use Corin? Mm. It's yeah. just a vowel. Well, and it's, and it's like, a minor character. Make it right. Because then by changing some of it, like, oh, let's change special beam cannon. Then why can't you change other things? Because then you can't really use the excuse, well, we didn't want to confuse people. Well, I think changing this other are, stuff yeah. might confuse people. Why not just go full blown and then you're done with it? I mean, then all you have to say is, well, we just went ahead and used all the original Japanese technique names. And you're done. To wrap up this area, uh, at least the, the attack portion of it, and you're going to read a little bit about this in my review of it. Mary, you and I were talking about this a little bit, and I even took some of your comments and criticism and incorporated that into the review, where I think, where you said, yeah, you're probably really overthinking this and putting too much thought into it. It doesn't need that much description. My viewpoint is, if something is a proper noun, that's a character name, that's an attack name, something that you would capitalize in the middle of a sentence that is announced as a very special entity regardless of whether that's an anime or a video game whatever it is i think that should retain whatever its original pronunciation is and spelling well not everyone's so open-minded people kind of get the heebie-jeebies when they see a long confusing japanese word like oh icky it's japanese you say that 
But the example... I'm that, damn right. <laughs> the example that I traditionally bring up is, I'm fairly sure the Naruto fans don't have a problem with Kage Bunshin no Jutsu. We don't follow Naruto fans. That's fandom. true. I don't know. So maybe I'm just projecting that, oh, they probably don't care about that. And the other example I used is, well, we've had Hadouken and Shoryuken and Street Fighter for, what, 20 years now? And people seem to be cool with that, right? We don't follow Street Fighter fandom that much. Uh, and people tend yourself. to be a little more mature over there. Although, I'm guessing. <laughs> Ooh, that Ouch. is a statement to make. All right, so let's wrap up the script segment by saying, overall, it's the best Funimation has ever given the series. And I think that's worthy of some applause at the same time. Oh, guys, you're so close. Yes, yeah, so, so close. Is that a decent enough description? Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I throw one thing out? Yeah. Because this is one thing I did mention in my review. And I've I've been saying this for 10 years and I know everyone hates me for it, but if you're going to change Kaioken, can we please change Saiyan to Saiyan? That, that is... I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean... Because I'm still guilty AI, of saying Saiyan. AI. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> That's true. I did note that I understand maybe some of this is copyright issues, but I didn't know pronunciation was copyrighted. That's true. It's just a spelling. You can say a spelling however you want. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thing. Let's go into the very, very difficult part. This will be the last main subject that we talk about before wrapping up with our final thoughts and kind of generalizations. And that's the voice casting and performances. Now, there have been some recast roles, which we'll probably give uh, the most attention to. Let's just kind of cruise through those. The narrator is um, Doc Morgan now, I believe. DBZ is just known for cycling through narrators. Chris Sabat, uh, leading into this, said it was going to be you know, a, a great new voice bringing to the series. And I think that he was right. It, it brought kind of that older, slightly more authoritative tone to what the narrator should be. I think there's still a little too much of that hint. And this is some of that ad-libbing that's not present in the script, where the narrator always has to close it up by saying, Next time. time. Find out on the next episode of. That's not there. That's always reserved for the next episode preview by Goku himself, which is in there, which is great. But I don't like that the narrator always has to get stuck with that. And anytime you are stuck with saying that, it does come out in that hokey Dale Kelly way. I know. And it doesn't matter how dramatically an episode ends, it kind of kills it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, on the next. Blah, blah, blah. Such a mouthful when he says Dragon Ball Z Kai. <laughs> and the other thing is, whenever he's closing up an episode, he's saying whatever the dialogue is there, plus the next time on the show. So he's got to speed through it even faster. I think it was a decent choice of a voice for the narrator. I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of an older man voice. I'm looking for a Joji Anime equivalent. I'm probably not going to get one. That's just what I expect from a narrator but i thought he was decent enough mary do you have any thoughts on just the tone of the voice i like the voice yeah it's better than what we've had definitely uh heath how about you he's not a monster truck announcer now so <laughs> i like it well to be fair we have not had dale kelly since what 99 or 2000 so. i know but that never gets old no i am even the dub fans who are you know huge into that version moved on i think kyle hebert took over for it and then there was different narrators in dragon ball and gt even all the dub fans, and this is going to relate to an email that we're going to be talking about later in the show, you and I, Heath, which part of the series and which memories are these fans going to recall? Everyone still recalls Dale Kelly, unfortunately. Because it left such a negative impression. Right, right. It killed him. All right, so let's move on to another recast of boys. Bluma. I liked it a lot. I did. I like Monica Rialo's Bulma. Monica Rialo is taking over for um, Tiffany Vollmer. I got to say, Tiffany Vollmer is always 
one of those performances that I thought in the traditional Funimation casting captured one side of the character at the expense of the other side of the character. I think Monica Real brings the caring and intelligent side of the character back to her. Definitely. And I felt like it was a good continuation. I hate to bring it back to the mid-90s of, I guess, the ocean dub, and I don't remember her name. I do have her name The original Boba. Based on what you and I were talking about, I talked a little <laughs> bit about that in the review, Mary, so you'll see okay. a little bit more in there. Yeah, I, I'm talking in the review a little bit about how it's weird to compare back to the cut-up version from the ocean dub, and I'm talking about mimicking voices and how it was bad to mimic voices. And now that a voice is not mimicking a voice, it can still recall those good portions of the original voice. It's a weird, weird cycle. Heath, do you have any thoughts on Monica Real as the character yet? I thought she did a good job. I mean, you guys pretty much summed that up. <laughs> We're going to get a lot more from her coming soon. It's a shame that we don't have the original Dragon Ball TV series to experience with her, because that's really where the character shines. But yes. as we head to Namek, um, we're going to hear She'll have her work her. cut out for her on Planet Namek. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably where I'm most looking forward to hearing um, some of the recast voices. Is uh, She's going to be there, and Gohan's going to be older as well. So let's transition right now. Colleen Clickenbeard, who I believe plays Luffy over yeah. in the One Piece dub, is the new Gohan taking over for Stephanie. I believe it's Nadalny. It might be Natalie. I'm not entirely sure. That Gohan voice was one I couldn't take. I couldn't deal with it. You mean the old one or the, the old new one? one. Yeah, okay. the old voice. <laughs> Don't cause confusion. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this I hate that we have to do this. That is not about the person as an individual. That is about the casting and the performance quality. I did not like that. I'm sure these people are lovely and they're nice folks to hang out with. Um, Mary, your thoughts on the transition to a new Gohan voice? Well, the second Gohan opened his mouth, I sighed a breath of relief because it didn't grate on my ears and it sounded pleasant and a cute voice. Well, the thing is, Gohan is supposed to grate on your ears right now. But with I the think... crying, yes, but I just talk about like normal speech. I, I think clicking beer nails the right aspect of Gohan to make obnoxious and when Gohan's supposed to be cute he's cute there are those couple moments when he says like but you're not the enemy Just yeah the that inflection was, of the, the inflection was very good on I, I have to agree with you on that particular line because I yeah. thought ooh that was she chose to emphasize the right word I mean I'm sure that's more of a director thing than yeah, her yeah. thing but yeah you have to give credit to the director in some of these cases as well but Heath let me go over to you um, Colleen Clickenbeard as the new Gohan I have to agree with Mary again Gosh, I hate doing this. That's because I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it was a breath of fresh air to just listen to it and not even have to go, okay, this is going to be bad right here and kind of look away or cover my ears. I do that too. I look away from the screen. Yeah. I do that when I'm editing the podcast sometimes and I knew I made a bad edit that I have to go back and fix. I always catch myself closing my eyes or looking away from the screen as if looking away from the audacity timeline is going to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. What's very interesting and I think is a rough, it's a tough call to make because Gohan is going to get more time as the series goes on. She was great as this younger Gohan. But we haven't gotten to the point of the fight yet where Gohan really gets into the mix at the end where he comes back for his dad and obviously moving on to Namek and very, very obviously heading into the Cell arc. I don't know where this voice is going to go. Will she be able to continue off of the cute version of Gohan and not head in to the raspy or exaggerated territory that all of the young boys are known for. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping it's going to be a continuation of a natural voice. Time will tell. 
So some minor recasts, uh, Mr. Popo and Oolong. I couldn't tell the difference with Mr. Popo. Yeah, that's that's kind of a caricature voice, even in the original Japanese version. So Mm -hmm. you do a Popo voice and that's about it, right, Heath? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. What I find interesting is that of all the characters that you can give the exaggerated speech patterns with, Popo has one in Japanese, and they make him speak properly in English. Yes. I guess they want to avoid... would come off as racist well, if that's the thing. They want to avoid as much racism as possible, <laughs> so you don't make him sound like a dumbass. Uh, how about Oolong? Oh, God. Minor, minor character. Couple lines. Insignificant, but... The worst one out of all of them. Awful offender here. Yeah. That was one of those voices when... People hate it when, like, oh, all you remember is season three. And you, that's the only thing that comes to mind. Well, it's true, because like we said with Dale Kelly, it leaves such a negative impression. These minor characters that they just give the weird accent voices to, it almost sounded like a four-kid Sanji to me, where you give them the weird New York accent. Is that really necessary? Can't you just make... Make him sound like kind of a stuck-up pig. Why is there going to be a weird voice to it? I hate when they do the accents. You know, Ginyu Forest is all of a sudden from Australia. It's like, why? (laughs) Well, that's going to be a big conversation (laughs) moving forward, but we're not at that part of the series yet. So I do want to say that minor, minor character, again, insignificant, but that's when someone opens their mouth and you just go, oh, God, they couldn't find anyone else to do that properly. Again, the 90% almost, almost there. So let's turn it over to the returning voices who are pretty much the main characters of the show. Heath, is there anyone you want to start with in particular? We're not going to do every Mm. single last character, but maybe some of the big ones. Who do you want to start with? Well, I'll note that this is actually quite difficult because this is going to vary from person to person, except apparently between us. But um, I've always kind of had an issue with Goku. Because we might as well just start with the main main guy. Yeah. Goku is a hick. I don't think there's any two ways around that. Right. And I was very happy that the superhero tone brought down. It's still there at some points. Yeah, he still speaks sentences that Goku proper would never make. No. Um, or speak aloud. See, I'm messing up my sentences like Goku would. I know that it probably wouldn't be the best thing to do to just make him a total hick like he really is in the original version, because that would just not sell very well. So I understand why they did it this way, but I am glad they toned it down. It wasn't quite as over-the-top, I'm-going-to-save-the-world kind of speech. Right, and if you read along with the subtitles, the way that Steve Simmons translates Goku, I think this could have been very well adapted into the dub. If he just said the word ain't every once in a while, that would shine through. It would be an accurate dub, be an accurate portrayal. It would allow him to act the way he's always used to acting, and it would just go a long distance. Like, you're throwing it ain't, like, drop a G at the end of words. No, he did that. I don't remember what the line was, but he did drop a G on one specific word, and that's when I said oh my god that's my goku so i mean that's where i'll start with this then i'll let you guys pick mary let me ask you then the happy chillin goku shemmel does him great right yeah he's gotten really good over the years at just regular speech regular talking goku natural Um, conversation goku yeah and for the most part i think the fighting noises have been toned down a little bit but there's certain i guess voice things that people do in english that hurt my ears a little that for me is when it transitions out of voice acting and then doing a character voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when some of the portrayals break down. Yeah, but it's, I know that's probably really hard to just keep oh, abso- doing. Absolutely. I mean, we're no experts on voice acting, but we can at I least pick out 
<laughs> we can at least pick out when, uh, okay, this is the point where it sounds like he's doing the noises. And that's when it doesn't sound like the character to me anymore. But just but, regular Goku sounds you know, pretty good. I, sounds nice and innocent. Yeah, absolutely. I I was actually surprised at myself for how much I enjoyed it. I was smiling when he was talking as just the happy, chilling Goku. And you know me, I don't smile very often watching these types of versions of the show. So major, major props there. You know, we're going to head into more of the angry Goku after this box set. And that's what I'm looking forward to kind of analyzing a little more in depth is the the fighting noises and the the non-happy side of Goku. Keith, you want to take it to any other characters? Raditz. Raditz, all right. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts. I don't think Justin Cook's performance is great, but it seems like you have a bigger problem than I do with I it. Just, it's always annoyed me, and I don't even know if I can like pinpoint what it is. Let me take a guess. It sounds like when he's yelling, he almost wants to let loose this heavy metal scream. <laughs> yes. And that's not to say that Shigeru Chiba doesn't have his crazy yells as well. But what makes Chiba's performance of Raditz so great is that he's not playing Raditz as Shigeru Chiba. He's actually playing someone else for a change. Yeah, well, he comes off as a badass that he's better than everybody else, which is what Raditz should be. There were some early lines that I was recalling Chiba's performance of, and I'm saying, well, what he's doing in the original is he's being very, very nonchalant. He doesn't even care. Almost to a Frieza level, where I forget... You were saying that he sounds bored. He sounds bored. There's something Piccolo says, like, do you know who the hell I am? And over in Japanese, Chiba just goes, Mana. Like, I, pff, I don't know or care. Like and I whatever care. the English delivery is, it's always like, no, I don't know. It's just like an exaggerated Like really sarcastic? Yeah, yeah. I was actually relatively okay with him for just regular spoken lines. He's but around with the, so short. But with the, the yelling stuff, I almost feel like the wrong words were... Were yelled? <laughs> no, no, not the... What am I trying to say? The wrong words were... Um, emphasized? Yeah, emphasized. Mm, okay. So is, the sentences kind of sounded awkward sometimes. Let's be fair here, Mary. Jason Gray Stanford, no one's holding oh. the torch to him. Oh, dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else you want to say about it? I mean, Raditz, he's just there for three episodes, so I mean, he's in and out. Well, especially in Kai. <laughs> yeah, down from five to four to the original dub, now to three in Kai. So, I mean, I don't know, it's just one of those things that's always, you know, everybody has something where the voice just doesn't sound right. And to me, that's always just been one of those voices that kind of rubs me the wrong way. And Mm -hmm. luckily enough, it's not a huge main character that's around forever. Let's move on to one of... I want to pick. I want to pick. Mary wants to pick. I want to pick Piccolo. That's where I was going anyway. okay. (laughs) So you win. I'll let you lead it then. I like the new and improved subdued Piccolo. Because if Sabit's got four other voices he has to work on, they all can't be gravelly, grunting, burly men. So Piccolo sounds a bit more smooth. And okay. I like it. I like it. It's not as forced. It sounds more like a natural speaking voice almost. Yeah. Heath, how about you? Thoughts on that? I agree for the most part. I mean, a lot of Sabit's characters, I know it's kind of toned down. They're all much more natural with yes. the exception of Vegeta. But... Well, 
I think that voice is so ingrained in the fandom that if he did anything else but that, people would really complain. Well, how about Piccolo? Is there, is there anything to say other than it's it's a deep version, a deeper version of his natural speaking voice? Just I think his deliveries pushed further. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I think his deliveries are much better, and yeah, his, yeah. his interactions with Gohan. I think he really came forward with that. Like he really brought it out to you can really kind of start to see the transition of the voice yeah. of how he talks to Gohan from the beginning of the series until you get to the point where, you know, he's going to die. Well, hey, give credit where it's due. A lot of that is the script because now right. he's talking about snapping his neck earlier on or slitting his throat, whatever the appropriate line is, which wasn't said before. But you give him the right lines to say and it's this way for any character. You give them their own dialogue and suddenly they are much more like their character than they were 10 years ago. Which is very nice to see, you know, and because it's things like that that don't take you out of the show and you just right. feel like you're just watching it. I, I'm definitely watching a version of Piccolo. I'm cool with that. Yes. Well, how about some of his other characters? Very minor. Yamcha's not around for a long time. That's pretty close to his natural speaking They lost voice. the surfer boy accent, Which so I was happy. Which fans will say, well, that actually was gone around season four, but I think the delivery of it was always there, and it's entirely gone now, and I think that's a good move. Is that it? Um, I didn't realize the surfer boy voice wasn't there yeah, past season if four. If you go back and check some clips, it is toned down, but Yamcha himself is also toned down and not really there anymore. It's all either. because of the yellow suit. He realized he wasn't a surfer anymore. We're shifting around in the actors. We did some Shemmel, we did some Sabo. Let's go back over to Sean Shemmel again and the Kaio voice. Heath, I'm fairly sure you and I are completely on the same page. Very, very inappropriate voice. While the incomprehensibility is no longer entirely there, it's enough of a problem that this should have been recast. I think this is kind of similar to what Heath was saying about Vegeta. Like, if you change him... Fans might go in an uproar. I know Kaio's not, you know, popular or anything, but it's enough of a character voice where if you suddenly make him sound normal, it's like, whoa, what happened here? The thing is, this is part of the problem with Funimation's casting in really 1996 that got exaggerated in 1999 and we're still feeling the effects of. Again, why are we sticking with the precedent? Like, let's start fresh. Exactly. Half the character of Kaio is, yeah, he's wacky. He's a catfish. He's blue. Isn't that funny? What makes it such a dynamic character is he's an old dude with an authoritative voice and his jokes aren't exaggerated. He has such a flat delivery of his jokes and then he thinks he's the hottest shit in the universe after he says them. Exactly. So I feel like we lose Kaio entirely, still, unfortunately, in the dub. I think we've always lost him and uh, I don't know if he's coming back. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> a shame. You never yeah. come back. So, I, yeah, I mean, those are basically my sentiments. Exactly. It's one voice I've never liked, probably will never like. Um, it's one of those main voices that is there for the entire series. And if you watch the Japanese version and you watch the English version, I mean, they completely portray the character different in certain situations. Right. It's not the sound of the voice necessarily. It is the experience with the character. Yes. Even his serious voice, um, Shemmel's serious voice as Kaio, is just, you don't it, buy it. Can't it can't be. 
yeah. It cannot be serious. So, I mean, that's one thing that's a little frustrating. And then you get into, thinking, well, was it just people didn't want to give up certain voices? Did, I mean, these are things that we just don't know. Right. And we'll probably never get answers to because you start getting accusatory and no one's going to answer those questions at that point. I don't think anyone's really willing to let go of their own characters. It's not like you're going to willingly step aside oh, and be no. like, you know what? Maybe I'm not the best person for this job. Right. Who's, who's going to say that? Right. Absolutely. I mean, you want a paycheck at the end of the day. Totally. And that's what it Grab is. as many characters as you can. <laughs> then you also have at the same point it's the director's job to make this the best possible so true but if the director himself is voicing four characters how willing is he going to be to make those tough decisions where his own roles might be at stake well let's talk about one of his roles we didn't get a whole lot of him we dig toward the end of this set, and that is Vegeta. And Heath, you're already talking about it a little bit. That is one of those roles that, for whatever reason, despite not being accurate to the character and occasionally missing part of that character, we're not losing it anytime soon. No, I don't think so. I really don't know. I'm assuming I know what you think about the voice, but what are your thoughts on Sabbath's Vegeta voice? <sighs> For the most part, he actually doesn't do that bad. But the gravelly and the his yells as Vegeta and it just it doesn't come across as natural. And I he's he's really adapted to it much better over the years. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, if you go back and you listen to some of the original stuff when he first started doing that, I just want to know how much water he went through in a session. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just like I said, it's so ingrained and that even goes back to some of the technique names and, you know, some of these things are just so part of the English dub that they kind of felt the need to retain them. I don't, I mean, he's such a main character through the entire series. That I don't know how they could have gone away from it. You, you kind of know what I mean? It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's probably going to be one of those major decisions that they've made that's going to keep us away from it, right? Yeah, for me... Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, the the screams when he gets in the Japanese version, <laughs> we'll go to that. Horikawa gets pissed. I mean, you know he is pissed. And I would not want to be in a recording booth with that guy. <laughs> and he's such a nice man. <sighs> he is. And he's just this thin dude with long hair and a big smile. I mean, he'll sit down and have a beer with you and talk about Seattle. Not that Chris Sabat isn't uh, a nice guy with, with apparently a huge beard right now and just a big smile on his face. But when I hear his yells as Vegeta, I'm not convinced that the character is real. No, I mean, it is a person. When I see Dub Vegeta talking, in my mind, I see a person in a studio yeah. trying to do a voice. Right, which I don't hear with his Piccolo anymore. No, but I which absolutely seen here with his Vegeta. Right, I mean it's just at some points is too forced, and there. Are, I mean you just can't go against it. I don't. I don't know what else to say. It's just it is what it is. Well, let's wrap up the voices. Are there any other big examples you want to note? Mary, you're smiling a little bit. You got someone in mind? No, actually, I don't. Okay, I feel like I like we didn't talk about Krillin, but. It's the same as before, so I feel like there's not really anything I, to say. I've always gone on record as saying Sunny Strait had, especially the things that have come out of Terry Clayson's <laughs> mouth over the years, Sunny had the worst job, I should say the hardest job. He did a pretty bad job in season three as well, but he has taken that character, he has taken it away from Clayson. He has made his own, I'll say, Krillin. He, he's made it his own. It's, I absolutely believe him as that character. Yeah, me too. I didn't say my thoughts on Vegeta. Oh, absolutely. Tell Go us. for it. Oh, I agree with you about the forcedness. Uh-huh. But I think the performance is actually good. I think it's just 
so obviously a character voice. Yes, yes. Because no one, you don't come across people in real life that actually sound that way. Well, Dragon Ball's not real. It's I know, awesome. I know. But that, people. I'm but playing your devil's advocate against I, I know, you. and I appreciate that. Thank you. She doesn't <laughs> really. She hates <laughs> She's it. She's ready to rip, rip my head off. No. no, it's a good point. It's just, I, I think Heath covered it where you, you see a dude in the booth. So let's, we've talked a lot about the script and the voices and a lot of it is just ad nauseum what we've said over the years anyway. It seems like so much of it still carries over to Kai in a negative way, but there's still so much of it that is great, and I'm so excited to see that they've done. The new Gohan is such a step up. The script is such a step up. So I guess we really should wrap it up. We've been talking about this for nearly an hour, such a minute detail. I want to give the general thoughts. Mary, I really want to get your thoughts thoughts first because we were well i don't know what we're doing today we're dropping your car off for repairs or whatever just saying oh you know i definitely want you to give your thoughts you were ready to give your thoughts and i couldn't get it out of you what you really really thought i will note that you watched three episodes with me Mm -hmm. then i watched i think three or four episodes by myself then you came back and we watched the rest of the set in its entirety yeah you fell asleep yeah at, at, it was at the very end. Though. It was at the very. It was very when end. the fighting, like the Vegeta fight, started. Right. So, so when they actually get to the fighting, you fall right. It's like okay. So you didn't watch the thirteen episodes straight through, but you got more than a fair yeah. share. You you know what you're talking about here. What was your experience with watching DBZ? Because that's what it is, really. It's mm-hmm. Kai, but it's DBZ dubbed. Well, I like me a good dub. I will watch a dub if it's good. And I went into this really, really wanting to enjoy, it, and I think. I forced myself to like it, and in retrospect, I, I guess I feel like it's still not totally there, but it is, like, so many miles above and beyond what it has been that I definitely am impressed, and I'm happy with it. I think it could have been better and stepped up a little more, but I think the biggest takeaway I have from this is that I'm constantly being beat over the head that I am not watching the original version of this. I am not watching the original version of this. This is a dub. This is an English version, almost to the point that I feel like I'm not watching an anime anymore. Right. And I think ultimately that's my conclusion. And and that's not even necessarily a, a Dragon Ball thing, but I think I came, I came to the realization that if I watch anything in English for an extended period of time, I feel like I'm not watching anime anymore. But I think overall, I do give it thumbs up. If you were to continue to watch Kai, and this is an interesting conversation because you're always saying, oh, I want to watch an abbreviated version. This is so good in theory, but I have such a problem with Kai. And oh, I don't even remember the Freezer arc. We're always watching the same damn episodes. I'm so sick of seeing Raditz. If you were to continue to watch Kai, would you care to watch it in English? Yes, because I am so sick of watching these episodes over and over again. <laughs> and I, I do know the Japanese version so well that I just need a fresh start. And because the voices are actually passable and they don't make me want to run away, I'll keep watching it in English. I want to see where they go with it. And I like the new Gohan a lot, so that helps. All right, Heath, I'm fairly sure I know where you and I fall on it. It's something we've always said. I hate to do the I'm not a racist because I have a black friend kind of discussion. We... You and I, we have to say, we like a good dub when there's a good dub. We have nothing against them being produced. We would love to see them be produced, and we'll check them out every so often, too. I'm fairly sure that you and I probably not going to watch this dubbed ever again, right? Um, more likely than not, um, I watched the first 13 episodes, and I shall call it good. <laughs> I mean, I finished my review with this whole production was not meant 
for me. I'll just come I, out and say You know what? Some, someone, I gotta interrupt you, because someone had that same kind of viewpoint on the forum, and I responded with, you know what? I actually think the way that they're prom- promoting this and talking about it, this English dub was geared just as much toward fans of the original Japanese version as it was towards their existing audience. So I don't know that this wasn't for you. Yes. I think they were hoping to grab you. I think hoping. it was a matter of expectations mm. not being met. See, that's the thing. And I kind of came across with saying that of this was not meant for me. However, it doesn't mean I don't not like it. I mean, with all the flaws aside, I think they did actually a really good job. A lot of the recasts were done properly. I liked it. A lot of the terms were brought back in. The script which is what causes the most controversy most of the time. It's so much better. Um, it's, it's not flawless. I never expected it to be. I think those are just wild expectations to begin with. And, I mean, really, is it so wild to expect that the show would just be done with the right well, script? But I mean... That seems so easy to me. I'm not in the business, but it just seems so easy to me. I mean, I agree with that. But again, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I think there's always, even in most dubs, there's maybe one tiny little thing that kind of irks people. Yeah. About that series. And I think that's always just going to be there because someone along the line is going to make some executive decision to do something and other people aren't going to like it, but whatever. Um, This, to me, was made for the majority of fans. They did try to blanket as many as they could. Um, Unfortunately, I don't, and very few people are like you and me that fall outside of that blanket. I mean, it's just, I, I gave up and I don't foresee any point where I would just come back. I have no reason to. And that's, the, that's, that's the not thing. that's not a slam against Funimation at this point. It's just at my age, with everything that's happened, I, I have other things I could do. I've seen this series over and over and over. I have no reason to go back. I just don't. Right. It's really just a morbid curiosity and gives us something to talk about on the podcast. I mean, look, we, we spent all this time talking about it because we've already talked about this IHN arc in general, in the manga review of Awesomeness, in our review of Kai. So all there is left for us to talk about from a new Funimation release like this is their dub. I mean, we have tons of other things to talk about with the series. So we're not saying like, oh, God, there's nothing left to do. We have to review Funimation's product. It's just that it's a current thing. We should definitely cover it. Well, what else are we going to talk about other than the English dub? Well, I guess we'll watch it. We'll set aside some time to do that. Right. It's not something that you and I are going to revisit. And I think that's what's really interesting about Mary and I. Because, Mary, I know your loyalties lie with the original Japanese version. Mm-hmm. And if you had a gun to your head, you'd be like, bitch, please, put it in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. But even so, I always have this morbid curiosity side of me. You have it more than I do, yeah. And it, with every show that I, I try out, I always switch it over to English just for a little bit. Just because mm-hmm. I want to hear how it sounds um i think the fact that the there's no more lame jokes every two seconds goes a long way and that's why i'd be more apt to watch it in english even though my preference is still in japanese right i guess the show just feels more like the show to me in japanese no matter how good a dub is that's not just dragon ball that's anything yeah that's what i was saying before about like i feel like i'm not watching anime if it's in english and you know that just makes me sound elitist but i think that's just because my ears and eyes are just so trained after being an anime fan for oh god 16 years yeah well i like i said if if this is the dub that came out all those years ago then yes i would probably be totally on board with this right now but we would watch it more often we would enjoy we would talk about it on the show a lot of the times when we don't talk about the dubbed version of the show yeah it's because it was bad but it's 
it's also because why would we talk about that? We're fans of the original Japanese version. It's just that's the disconnect there. Yes. And unfortunately, Funimation along the road made that disconnect much, much wider. It, it just if you would have had an accurate dub and again, that's I hate to beat on this, but back in the day, if the English version was just as good as the Japanese version, which is what most animes are like nowadays, we would all these issues would just be mute. I mean, did you just say mute? The word is moot. Come on, dude. Mute. Moot. Moot. <laughs> if you're going to correct me all the time on saying anyways, which I've done a great job of, I don't say anyway. You're getting much I'm better. Gonna come, I'm going to come right out, right hard down on you. The word is not mute. It is moot. Well, that depends on what country, like region you live no, in. No, no, no. no. Yes. Moot means that you can't speak. All right, moving on. I'm not letting you get away with this. You can't talk your way out of it. Okay. I'm so sorry, Mike. <laughs> Please let me come back. Um. Yeah, so... I guess I guess that's where I stand. I I think right now this release is great for fans. I think for the fandom, it's great. Um, I'm it's glad. great for everyone. It is even if you don't like it, it's great for everyone. It's great for a new generation because hopefully they can go forward in the next ten years and not have these kind of debates that we've been harping on the last ten years. Although, hey, Nicktoons <laughs> broadcast. Yes, I'm hoping that's just going to be a few words here and there changed out. Here's I mean, and I, that's the extent of it. That's to say, you know, after you listen to this entire podcast and we're like so negative and whatever. I mean, the positive aspect of this whole thing is that people finally are getting what they want and new fans hopefully will not have to deal with most of this. I think there's a very, very small audience that doesn't want an accurate script, that they want the punched up script, that they want a different musical score. Well, I, they all simply have bad taste. <laughs> there you go. You said it. Mary I'll just agree with it. There it Whatever. is. I don't go on the internet, so I don't read what people write. <laughs> I have nothing totally to fine. fear because I'm ignorant. <laughs> so I think for the most part, Everyone did want this, right? They want it to be the show. They want to see the show. And there's the audience that says, well, I'd just rather watch it in English. And you know what? They're finally watching Dragon Ball the same way that we're watching Dragon Ball. With the exception of Kaio and maybe Vegeta to some extent and a couple of the lines. And filler. Heath, I want to wrap it up with you here. Um, Just talking a little bit about the marketing, the way that Funimation has been tossing it out there. Because we're saying this is great for everyone. They're aiming for a much larger blanket of fans. Uh, What did you want to toss into the mix here? I don't know if you want me to rant about all this. Well, let's keep it limited. Keep it in check. One of the biggest flaws that I saw was just the PR marketing. It just, there are so many things that I think they could have done with this. Now, let's be honest. It's good. We just, no, I'm, I'm right. pretty sure what you're saying is that there's just a bit left out. Exactly. Some of the stuff almost insinuates that Funimation did this themselves, but that's not to say that they purposefully did it that way, but it just kind of comes across because no one is really coming out and saying too much about that aspect. The only thing that I thought would have been pretty cool, which, again, doesn't have to happen. It's just me being me. I mean, this is in the top five animes of all the animes airing in Japan right now. I I think that'd be a good selling point. Um, There's a huge One Piece fandom in the U.S. now. Uh, When another selling point, this now airs alongside One Piece in Japan. I mean... We're giving you two of the biggest shows the way... I hate to say it, but the way that they were meant to be seen, the way that they are being seen. But right. Mary, you talked about this before. They have to avoid any phrase they've used like that in the past. Yeah. Except the definitive, definitive series, they can use that over and over. I, I think it would be very important to say, guys, this is going on right now. We're actually 
on the ball. We got it. We're the first ones exactly. to get it in the world. You think you'd want to be proud of this fact, and it, it's almost like they're hiding from it. I'm not quite sure why. And the- I don't know if it's that intentional. I think no, it's that you only have yeah. so much space and only so much time to get your main points across, and, and that's just icing on the cake. And they are starting to do more with it, because just the other day there was that top ten reasons on their blog to get Kai, which was very, very heavy PR The Twitter talk. thing was fun, too. I mean, it's those peripheral social networking yes. things where you do have the chance to kind of go that route but if you're talking about like a you know a 60 second spot on a dvd extra or or a a web banner ad you've only got so much space to work with i think they're gonna do more now that it's out and that's a little weird that they waited till it came out but maybe that was good that they waited i think that was good actually so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it as the series goes on although the one thing that kills me is the most recent blog post said it's a 99 episode series which is not not true (laughs) well not it's not that it's not true it's just that it's not confirmed i guess well, Let's know something we do. Planned. It's 99 episodes the same way that it's 50 episodes. Because that's just, they're saying, well, that's how how many DVDs we have planned right now. Because, God, geez, we're only at 57 right now. Hold off and let us get further before we announce the next batch of DVDs. Yeah. All right, I think we're done. We need to say that this was a great product. It's great for the Japanese fans because, you know what? It's there. State of being, as I always describe yeah, it. Yeah, it's never gone away. Never going anywhere at this point. And even on the dub side of things, there was enough there to impress us. And that's mm-hmm. something they have never, ever, ever That's done. not true. I'm calling you out right there. What, We've what? been plenty impressed <laughs> in the past. And when you say so, you got called a funny-loving sellout. Well, I should say that a product as a whole, rather than individual moments. Because I know you're talking about the silence when Piccolo merged with Kami. Right. That was the big moment in, what, 2000 when there was the rebellion against the fan sites. So you're saying you weren't impressed by the Dragon Box coming out? That's That's a product? That's not an English dub. Okay, so you're talking about it specifically an English dub as a product, not a particular line or a paragraph that happens to be good here or there. Right, right. The entity as a whole is impressive, and I am so glad. Now, I feel like we can always be proud about giving it to someone. This is the first time where if someone that wasn't into the series and I gave it to them, I would hope they watch it in Japanese, but even if they didn't, I could give it to them and know they're going to get the same experience. They're still going to get the story For the intact. most part. They're going to know. I'm going to say, oh, man, you remember when so-and-so said what? Yeah, yeah, that was great. And we're, we're talking on the same page. But that relates to an email, Heath, that you and I are going to cover later on, too. So yes. we're kind of wrapping that back around to something that hasn't happened yet. And I, I hope everyone doesn't think we're, like, just negative assholes. That No, it's I just mean, that just talking about yeah. the things that could use improving is more interesting to talk about than simply saying, yeah, this was great. Right. Which We'd is, like to get a little riled up. I thought what reviews were for. Point out what doesn't work. All right. Guys, we are done. Heath, you have a full written review up on the website. Mine is coming. It's going to be another one of those bazillion word reviews. I don't know the meaning of the word brevity, but judging by the page views that our reviews get, people seem to like them that way. So I'm cool with that. And we're going to go into much more detail. Heath, I know you have more detailed versions of things that you've said. Yes. At least I'm assuming you do. I'm going to have more detailed versions. Mine was a, oh crap, it's release day. I've had this for two weeks. I really need to do this. (laughs) Time to get it done, yep. So they're coming. All the Kai review that you can eat is available for you on the internet. So Heath, uh, thanks. You're going to join me for the rest of the episode right now. Yes, I will be right back. Mary, thank you so much for watching an extended period of Dragon Ballness. Yes, 
and come to talk about it. Thanks for letting me share my piece. And yeah, I feel like I only see the Saijin arc over and over again, to be honest. <laughs> it's like Frieza starts, I'm like, okay, done. Yeah. And then the Android stuff I come back to. Right. Well, I mean, if you think how many times it's been released, I know how many times yeah. I've watched it. Right. <laughs> it's like simply for review purposes. It's like, okay, we, we typically review verbally like the first release of any one thing, which is why right. I feel like it's just the Saijin stuff over and over. It's like, it's I think I've, I've, I've seen the Boo arc, I think, twice. <laughs> I know. I've never made it through GT, but I've I seen know, the, the Saiyajin arc like just a bajillion times. All right, folks, this was your extended look at the Dragon Ball Z Kai English dub. Because what else are we going to talk about with this release? It's great. If you like Kai, pick it up. If you like good English dubs, it's mostly there for you. I gave it a B, so which would be I live out of in 10. a utopian society where there are no scores or letter grades assigned to things. There's just a giant block of text. All right, we're done. Heath, join me right now for releases. Let's do it. All right, let me get you going here for releases. We're closing in on the end of May, so we'll do May's releases, and then uh, I guess I'll do June's releases as well. First we thing well. for the end of May, the 26th, down in Argentina. They're up to volume 16 of the manga. I'm fairly sure this is their first official domestic release of the manga ever. Uh, so that's very, very exciting. It's coming from Ivria or Ivria. It's about 20 bucks, which over in American dollars is about 520. So that's a pretty decent price there. Uh, we've got wow. a link where there's a listing of all volumes. I know there's been some uh, online stores. Do they cover Quite it? Do they not? exchange rate. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's interesting how they're, they're both dollars, but 20 bucks is about five bucks. So uh, whatever. All right, Heath, take us over to Japan just a couple days later. All right, uh, May 28th, which is a Friday, we have Dragon Ball Kai DVDs Volume 11 and 12, which will be coming out there 16 by 9, cropped. And the first volume will contain episodes 31 to 33, and volume 12 will have episodes 34 to 36. And you can pick that up from either CD Japan or Amazon Japan, and they're both discounted. Well, Amazon Japan is so much more yeah. than CD Japan which is typical. But I have noticed that Amazon Japan really gets you in the butt when it comes to shipping. Yeah, and even lately, um, I was just updating the prices for um, later in the year with the uh, next Blu-ray set. They've actually been upping prices. I'm pretty sure the next one is more expensive anyway, but I think they upped what was already the more expensive pre-order price on it. Yes. So. Well, when I ordered the illustration book, I mean, that was, it's $12 basically, right. but then to ship it from CD Japan was 16 I know. And to ship it from Amazon Japan was like 30 Oh, I know. I was going to buy the two books and it was going to be, it was going to cost me like $50, $55 for two cheap books. Like, no, I, I can't justify that. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, not poor, but I'm not going to pay 50 bucks for two cheap books. That's just a little much. And I use my points on CD Japan. So. I know. I know. It just <laughs> makes it a little easier. All, All right. Was Let's move on here. June 4th. 4th, a Friday. We'll get you going here in June. TV version anime comics Dragon Ball Z Majin Buu Gikito Hen, or Battle Arc Volume 5. So that arc is not over just yet. Coming from Shueisha, 730 yen. CD Japan is covering books now, like we were just mentioning. So they've got it up. A uh, slight discount at 695 yen. So just about 7 bucks. But uh, Heath, we were talking about video games earlier. Next one's coming out soon. Yes. Uh, June 22nd, a Tuesday, we are getting Dragon Ball Origins 2 
which is the American Nintendo DS release of Dragon Ball DS2 Totsugeki Red Ribbon Army. Is it actually Red Ribbon Army? Or they uh, it's do... Red Ribbon Goon, but uh, okay. I, I never write Red Ribbon Goon. I always write it out as Army. And uh, that's from Namco Bandai, and there's no word on whether it'll include the Famicom game like they did with the Japanese release, which would be pretty cool. I know, we're a month off. I'm hoping to hear about that pretty soon. So, anyway, that is uh, $29.99. You can pre-order that GameStop or at Amazon for full retail price. Yeppers, I'm sure Amazon will drop it a price or uh, drop it yeah. a price or so, <laughs> drop it a dollar <laughs> or so. They'll just drop the price entirely. It'll be free. All right, let's close out June, June 25th, a Friday. Uh, over in Japan, more Kai stuff. I'll break these up a little bit. Kai Blu-ray box number four. Oh, here's what we were talking about earlier. This is Kai episodes 40 through 54. This one's going to be five discs. The first three sets were four discs, so you've got some uh, extra stuff here. Remember that the Blu-ray is four by three high definition. The MSRP on this is 15960 Yen. CD Japan's pre-order is 15200 so just a couple bucks there. 54 is the end of the Freeze arc. Oh, good. So they're uh, that is off the on cutoff. a good spot. Nice. Yep. Then over on Amazon Japan, like I noted, they actually bumped up the price since the last time I looked. It is 14628 So again, not a huge drop in price, but you save a couple bucks if you buy it over there. But then again, the shipping costs, so whatever. Also that same day, single disc DVD volumes 13 and 14. Remember that the Japanese DVDs are 16 by 9 cropped standard definition. CD Japan's pre-order price is 2800 It's only about a buck fifty off. Then Amazon Japan's got it for $21. 56 yen. And that's going to wrap up the releases for uh, May and June. So let's do a couple emails here. Our first email comes to us from Lord Gaza. I'm going to read it, and uh, Heath, I think you're in charge of answering emails this week. This is your job. Okay. All right, Lord Gaza says, Though I may be a new-time listener to the podcast, a new-time listener as opposed to an old-time listener of the podcast, I've gone back to listen to some of the episodes that caught me. No one's going to think that's funny. I just like old-time voices. I thought it was funny. I'm just here by myself talking into a microphone. Things get really funny to me. Anyway, listening to some of the podcast episodes that caught my interest, one of them in particular being the ethics in fandom episode. Now, at the moment, only the original edited 53 episodes in the first three movies from the Ocean Dub are available to buy, and most likely that's all that will ever be available, even though the Ocean Dub did continue in some countries, like here in Ireland. With that in mind, here is my question. Do you think it is right or justifiable for a fan of the Ocean Dub to download the Ocean Dub episodes of 108 through 276? There's that awful number, 276. Thought we were done with that one. Yes, I never come out on DVD. I know from listening that Vegito EX is or was at least a fan of the Ocean Dub, and I was wondering what do you think on the subject. My opinions of the Ocean Dub aside, Heath, um, I know you have some uh, feelings on uh, ethics and morals. You know, putting up all the uh, extraneous stuff on YouTube. Clearly, you That's have right. none of these things. So, I what no is morals. your take <laughs> on uh, Lord Gaza's question here? Is he justified in downloading something that would otherwise never be available? to get this is walking a fine line right here mike yeah i I mean i hate to come out and justify anything like this but uh the only thing 
I would say it would almost be the exact same thing as if you just stuck a VHS tape in and recorded it because you didn't. That's I mean, what that's I wanted the- to talk about. I mean, he's in Ireland, but we're in the U.S., but we here in the U.S. do have the right to time shift. We are able to record programs. We're able to do personal backups of things that have been recorded. You could take that in a different direction and say, well, I forgot to press record, so that means I'm already paying for my cable, so I can just download it. It's the same as if I did record it, right? That's a distinction I don't know that the courts will uh, agree with yeah, for you. but that's the problem. <laughs> and we don't know Irish copyright law in depth, but... Or he's, at all. The point... Yeah, at all. <laughs> I, know, I know a little bit of Irish law. I'm fairly sure you can't murder people. Although that's not really copyright law, is it? No, I don't think so. Anyway, the point of the question being, the crux of the argument, this stuff is not available for purchase. As far as we know, the AB group contracted this out. This was for TV airing only. There was no home release, and it seems like there never will be a home release of this alternate English dub. So are you justified in downloading it? I say if you do and you get caught, we did not tell you it was okay. Absolutely. Did we ever say it was? No, we said no such thing. I don't know. This is one that I walk that fine line on as well. Like, well, you have a curiosity and it's not it's a series you like and if it was available you would buy it but it's not. Is intent to purchase enough to hold up in court? No, no. but I don't know. It's a really, really tough call and we, we always talk about anime fans famous for justifying whatever it is they want to do so knock yourself out we didn't send you i guess that's the answer yeah i mean basically i i could not tell you one way or the other um i think you have to make up your own mind on this one at least try to purchase some other dragon ball stuff from time to time support the fandom that you love so much i guess that's it Right? Right. I mean, it's back when we were doing fan subs on VHS. We tried to at least purchase the legit stuff there was. I mean, I was begrudgingly purchasing some of the edited VHS. I'm like, well, maybe if I do this, we'll get some better stuff later. And a lot of that is just making yourself feel better in the process. It has nothing to do with morals or ethics. But all right, let's move on. We got an email here from Willie. I'm going to read it. Um, it's a long one. And I've read it before. And uh, I'll, this is long. I'll cruise through it. I think Willie, uh, he made me think here. Uh, we talked with Josh Kendamu and um, some other folks goes our while back about, you know, it's, it's so great that Kai is going to have an accurate script and we can all be talking about the same thing and it'll be lovely and sparkles and flowers and everyone's going to get along. Willie's got a great point here. Willie says, with the DBZ Kai being released within the week, well, this past week, and since its announcement, many people such as yourselves have said that hopefully with the new dub, we will no longer have a problem with people not talking about the same show, such as who said what and what scene due to the changes Funimation did with DBZ in the process of dubbing it. But I ask you, do you really think that will happen? Do you really think that dub fans, should they watch the Z Kai, will begin to talk about that dub as opposed to Z and that the aforementioned problem will simply be gone? I honestly don't think it will because as outlined below, he's got a couple options here. A, they changed the title of the series, in this case, to Kai. B, they changed the music. Kikuchi was replaced by Yamamoto. 
And finally, C. They changed several voices for no apparent reason, such as the various henchmen. In addition to that, the voices who remain have occasionally given lackluster performances which do not stand up to the original. Now, because of the above reasons, fans of DBZ have been mixed on Kai, with the vast majority not taking an interest in it. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe I that's just either. selective reading because of uh, you know our heavy form. Uh, preferring to watch Z, such as yourselves. And you can see that in conversations everywhere. Again, I'm not entirely sure about that, but moving on. Even when people are talking about Kai-specific things, they'll rebuttal the argument by stating something that's Z-only. Clearly, DBZ is the preferred version of the show. Of course, we've only dealt with the Japanese version as of now, but that's where I'm taking this email next in order to get to my question. All right, here we go, Willie. The changes above, which have alienated the Japanese fans, have also occurred on the dub side of things as follows. The Z-Kai title change, Falconer being replaced, and random voices being replaced. Oh, 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 Falconer being replaced? Uh, just, well, I mean... Uh, they didn't really replace him, they just didn't use him. <laughs> these are the exact same changes that occurred in the original, and because of that, fans have stuck to the original. Online discussions simply continue to revolve around Z. Therefore, don't you think dub fans will simply stick to the dub of Dragon Ball Z? The changes here occur in both versions, and as such, it's highly likely that the results that happen to the Japanese version fanbase will occur to the dub fanbase, which was just to keep watching and talking about what we saw first, DBZ. And because of that, the idea that dub fans and sub fans can finally talk about the same show, which, by the way, I find to be an absurd concept since the shows are indeed the same, so I don't see what the problem is. Maybe that's something we can address. <laughs> yeah, that's Seems to be a far-fetched <laughs> idea. The Japanese fans can't even talk about Kai. They prefer Z. Therefore, what makes you think that dub fans will suddenly just start talking about Z Kai? It seems to me to simply be a false hope. Willie wrap things up. To throw in one more discussion point here, there's still the question about new fans. At this point, there's nothing either side can predict since the show is not finished yet, but I'm curious. Do you think new fans of Z-Kai specifically will end up migrating to watching dub DBZ? Remember, Z-Kai is a derivative product. It comes from DBZ. And because it's an adaptation, people occasionally seek out the original, which for DBZ Kai is a dub of Dragon Ball Z. If you guys think that they will, then your hope is even more unlikely, since they will now be fans of a supposedly subpar version of the show. This question actually can apply to the new Japanese fans as well. Will they migrate to the original DBZ? Now, Willie had a long email here, and we traditionally don't read emails that are this long, because they end up becoming their own topics, but you know, we haven't done the show in a couple weeks, and we're reviewing Z-Kai here on the show. Um, I've got nothing to do this afternoon. <laughs> right? <laughs> i got time. We're doing a barbecue later. So, Heath, I think the first thing we want to Address. And I know for a lot of our audience, they're going to fall one way on this. Beating a dead horse, what have you, is the prior dub of Dragon Ball Z from Funimation a completely different show from a completely different show being in quasi quotes there? It's obviously the footage is the same. You know what I'm saying? From the original version of the show. Folks like you and I always, always go on record as saying, you know what? You are not having the same experience watching it, right? Correct. And this is one discussion that gets brought up, I think, more often now, just because of all this stuff that's been happening. Right, because but, I mean, of a superior product. It's so yes. fascinating. And we don't try to make this into a negative, disparaging conversation. I think it's more of a genuinely fascinating discussion where even though we have this new, better dub coming out, it, I'm 
we haven't d- recorded our review yet. We're going to go back and do magic <laughs> a little bit here, but it, it seems like it, it puts the old prior dub in a pretty poor light, right? Yes. I I don't think there's any way around it. I mean, it, you can't even compare the two in some respects. They're, they are two different shows. I will just emphatically say that the, the original Japanese and the original English dub are two different shows experience wise dialogue sometimes pretty close um other than that i can't really make too much of a comparison because they're just two different shows and i think that's what we're talking about when we say they're two different shows we don't mean like oh there's different names and they do entirely different story arcs we mean the experience that you get from watching them yes i i mean you have just the music the the voice changes the dialogue changes the whole concept of the show in the u.s was completely different than anything that ever aired in japan I mean, think about it the the other way then. If you're a fan of the dub and you don't like the Japanese show, why is it that you don't like it? Well, typically it's because, oh, they sound different. I don't like the music. Typically because the answer is just it's different and people are opposed and have a difficult time with change. What is so wrong with then flipping it the other way and saying, see, that is why it is so different? I mean, and again, we're trying to avoid the disparaging comments. Clearly, people know what we think about that prior dub, but simply saying they're different doesn't invalidate your thoughts and your enjoyment of that dub. As much as we disagree and we have a problem with it, we don't necessarily mean it that way when we try to factually describe it. I mean, there are just so many dialogue changes that come into play when you're talking to a fan of one version of the show as compared to a fan of the other version of the show. All right. Well, you know what? That is a perfect transition because we we don't want to dwell on that. Willie's question here, I think it was a great one. It made me think a little bit and I got to give him credit for that. Willie, we don't want to think. <laughs> Stop this. I know. What are you doing, man? We don't want to just talk into the internet the same old things that we always say. It makes it easy on us. He says, therefore, don't you think dub fans will simply stick to the dub of Dragon Ball Z? Are we really going to be talking about the same things now? Or is that stuff so bashed into their heads that they're still going to recall all of the line changes, the misinformation, the disinformation at times? I think he has a really good point there because when you and I talk about the series, usually you and I are talking about the original version. We're not talking about the Kai version. If I say, hey, remember Goku's transformation and blah, 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 and that was good times. I'm fairly sure. Episode 95? Exactly. You and I are both recalling (laughs) that version of it. We're not thinking the Kai version. And I think he's got a great point here that when dub fans talk to each other and even to other fans, whether it's the Mexican dub, the Cantonese dub, the original Japanese version, they're recalling the first version that they saw, the original Funimation dub of it, right? I would have to agree with that. I think Z Kai will help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's any denying that, but as far as, I mean, there are still things that pop up online all the time of someone oh i remember hearing this you know 10 years ago right right i mean this stuff is still around and zika won't make that go away but it will help other than that i have to agree i think a lot of fans will reference the original more than they would zika unless you are a fan that just came in all you care about is zika and i mean I don't want to shatter anyone's misconception out there that fans, a lot of fans, and we are in the minority where, like, when I watch something, I like to know the backstory of it. I will go find the original. I will look at the original production, not just the English dub. And a lot of fans out there actually do not do that. 
It's whatever is put in front of them, that is what they watch. Right, and I very, very often describe that as apathetic, but to some degree, it's just, when we talked about this, I feel like we're recycling the same arguments and descriptions, but it's very, very valid, and I think it gives Willie big stand uh, against us. I I don't know how I want to phrase it, but he's right. I mean, people just watch it because it was a show on TV. They don't think any further than that. That's not the the area of expertise that they've dedicated themselves to the appreciation of these kinds of kinds of arts. Maybe they're an awesome skateboarder and that's everything that they know about. No, they just happen to watch the show DBZ on TV. We, we appreciate this kind of stuff. The example uh, I'll give you most recently, it's not just anime. There've been some great, I'll give you some other forum comments. I know not everyone visits the forum, but I saw one that just made me laugh. Um, but most recently Mary rented, uh, is it called Persepolis? I don't quite remember what it was, but um, yes. it's a French animation. That's why Mary was talking about uh, <laughs> we should give <laughs> Dragon Ball to the French on the most recent episode. And I said, oh, that's awesome. What's the original language? French. Okay, that's what we're watching it in. It's not anime, but it's just whatever the original intended production was. Even though the creator herself supervised and participated in the English dub of it, I mean, it was that would be as if Toriyama supervised Funimation's English dub. As oh cool, God, I can as only imagine. As cool as that would be, doesn't matter. What was the original version? That's the one I want to seek out. I mean, that's just how my brain thinks where it's, is there an original? Click Okay, I'll go for it. <laughs> Great example. I think it was um, Adamant on our forum that put out there. He doesn't live in the U.S., so does it make him a Japanophile for wanting to watch The Simpsons and South Park in their original English language? I, I, I uh, thought that was yeah. just like the most brilliant description and analogy I've ever seen in my life. Well, and it's <laughs> we're Americans, and we take a lot of things for granted, and really just don't care half right. the time right and um, it's part of our culture to, to be apathetic yes, it is people can deny that all they want but <laughs> right, right. that is the way well, it denial is denial is another big part of our culture and uh we are the best people ever and i mean that is a lot of the mindset that you get and if it's not in english i don't want to watch it because i only speak english and i've never understood that concept i mean that's a whole nother topic on itself i was gonna say i but, think we're straying a little far and like oh aren't we so great because we like to watch it in the original but I think that does no, tie no, back I'm not to Willie's. That at all. It ties back to Willie's questions and thoughts, where it's the, the kids that just watched it. That's how they watched it. That's what they're talking about. And even if they see Zekai, there's probably going to be a good portion of them that are like, "Oh man, wow, that was really different." Well, I guess that old one was wrong, and I'll just kind of swing with this one now. But for the most part, there might not even be a crossover of that audience. The casual tsunami audience probably aren't the ones that stuck around and are going to be buying all the uncut releases maybe they'll watch it on nicktoons and be like oh shit man remember that show from 10 years ago it's back on tv man oh wow it looks really awesome now oh, it sounds a little different this is pretty cool and funimation cut out all the filler but that's a whole nother topic so <laughs> do you think we responded appropriate to willie I-, I think he like i said he made me think yeah he raises a very valid point and good job willie i liked it i mean and very well structured good thought process that's what i'm looking for nice to see you know <laughs> you know he had the wrong it's in there but i can fly past that and appreciate the argument and the examples and the analogies that's the kind of stuff i'm looking for that's the kind of stuff i like to not argue against but kind of uh i don't know have tossed at me it'll be interesting to maybe go back 
to Willie's question and say a year after right, Zeke right. has been out for a while. Cause... And the thing is, we would have to look at outside communities because uh, you and I were, we were even quasi interrupting that. the email there and saying, oh, you know, clearly fans, blah, 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 blah. We're going, well, if you look at our form and our community, maybe that's the case. I don't know about some other places, though. Well, I mean, even on the forum, though, I mean, there are pl- I could name off at least five people off the top of my head on the forum that they love Kai. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. They just absolutely love Kai. And I mean, that's not a slam against them at all. I, that's great. It's people thinking that, oh, just no one likes it just because I've heard one person say that. Right, it, right. That's yeah. obviously a fallacy. All right. So, Heath, uh, I think we tackled some emails here. We turned them into some topics. We gave them some additional tangents and didn't necessarily mean to kind of talk about ourselves in the process and our own viewing habits, but I hope we've wrapped them around appropriately to kind of respond to the arguments. And I I, I already said it, but I, I want to give Willie credit there. That was a, a really well-presented uh, series of questions. So, folks, if you have well- structured questions even if they're a little long though you know we'll take them a little shorter and we can do a whole bunch more in an episode send them on and love to get them podcast at dizex.com that's p-o-d-c-a-s-t at d-a-i-z-e-x.com you can also follow us on twitter at dizex for news and site announcements and i gotta say i am really enjoying facebook we're talking about community a little bit here the folks on our facebook page are the nicest sons of bitches that i have ever ever seen in a Dragon Ball community. And I hate to use the, w- the word again, disparaging. I don't mean that disparagingly against my own forum and my own Twitter followers and that kind of stuff. These Facebook people are just super, super sweet and super, super nice. So big, big props to them. Facebook.com slash DiesEX. We've crossed 600 folks over there. Uh, always getting some uh, responses to posts and discussions and questions and stuff. So forum's not your thing. Chat's not your thing. I totally understand and sympathize with you. Check out the Facebook page. Maybe you'll have a good time over there. Maybe I should join. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> I am not a fan. Well, it's no longer a fan. Now you just have to like it. You don't have to actually be a fan know, of it. it. So you just feel like, yeah, I kind of like it. Click a button. Okay, I can do that because I'm on Facebook once a week. <laughs> I'm on there a lot more often now. I know you are. <laughs> Heath, thank you so much for joining us on your birthday, no less, to do an episode of the show. Yes, I think I was going to look back and I didn't, I, some reason in the back of my head, I remember recording once on my birthday with you before. That wouldn't surprise me. I cannot remember. Somebody else can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, what do you want to plug and say what's going on? I mean, we know Cons and uh-huh. but uh, give people who don't know a little clue here. Yeah, if... Uh, you like the topic, uh, you can head on over to Constantai at K-A-N-Z-E-N-T-A-I dot com. And there's a whole review up of Zekai. So you can read that while you listen to this, and which doesn't really make sense. That would be very confusing because they'll the be listening to it. They'll be and... reading. <laughs> mine, might be, mine probably won't be up along with the podcast episode, but shortly after. Yeah, Mark over to Fanboy Review. You can just have multiple reviews up at the same yeah. time. Maybe you're a great multitasker. If you are. I wish I had your brain. <laughs> that's right. That's um, right. Um, yeah. So head on over. Uh, also, next week is our fifth anniversary. So hopefully something will be going on. Yeah, whatever I it is. That, but congrats. Not many websites in general last five years. And I know such a series specific fan site that has such great information. It's, it's great to have you along for the ride. <sighs> Well, it's so good to be along. And you can find us on Twitter, too, at Constantai underscore C-O-M. Uh, we do not have an awesomely cool Facebook page, 
but who knows? Right. Maybe someday. Other than that, I mean, you can find us hanging out on the Dizentry X forums. Uh, sometimes I'm on the Fanboy Review. So, yeah, I'm all over the place. You know, Word. I shot myself out. All right. So uh, that's going to bring us to a close here on episode 220 of the show. Next week, we will probably take a week off, although maybe Heath, you and I will do a really, really short review of the uh, art book. I have not decided yet. Uh, we've done really short episodes of the show, but I've never done like a non-numbered mini episode. This might be the first one. I don't know. But that sounds cool. Mary and I are in the middle of uh, working on a video for Oticon. Like I've described on the show, if you go back over the past couple of years, we didn't do a video last year. I think last year was the first year we didn't do a single AMV. But you can go back and listen to us talk about doing videos. We're like, ah, yep, we'll see you in a month. And <laughs> we take some time off. But we always come back with a vengeance. So like I said with the survey, no one's going anywhere. We enjoy the shit out of doing this show. So look forward to uh, an episode probably in two weeks with a manga review of Awesomeness. I was just hanging out with Jeff yesterday and he was asking about it. So now we're all ready to finish up the cell game arc of the story. So look for that. Um, DaiZX.com. www.daizex.com. Visit the site. Check out all the prior podcast episodes. Take the survey. Read all the news. Look through the sections. Have a good time. I think that's it. So for the birthday man, Heath. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. No problem. It was best birthday present ever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're easy to please. I know. <laughs> <laughs> for you, for Mary, and for Julian off in Japan, who uh, I can't wait to see in a couple months, coming back to the U.S. for a little bit. Uh, my name is Mike, Vegito EX. We'll see you definitely in two weeks, maybe a little something in between, but just go visit the website in the meantime. Daizenju EX Podcast, Konshu mo kite kudasate, arigato gozaimasu. Jikai mo otanoshimi ni. King Kai, Kaio, mm-hmm. when he tells the jokes, so much better in Kai. Oh, like, yeah. Like, script-wise. Because I give him credit, because a lot of those jokes don't make a whole lot of sense in English, and they did a really good job of oh, working around it so that it worked. I like totally. slow coup. Yes. <laughs> when they could work, they did it. I was describing to Mary, it seemed like, because you missed a couple episodes that I-, I watched while you were at work, and I was at home working one day. It seemed like one episode, they just ignored the vast majority of the jokes that were there. And then the next episode, they tried to adapt every single last one of them. So I don't know if they just couldn't come up with the right ones for that first episode. And they all just happened to work. Like he even specifically mentioned dumplings. Dumplings are traditionally always just changed to donuts in the old 90s dubs of things. So it was great to see food directly addressed by name. I was so happy to see that. Lord Gaza. I usually pull their actual name from, like, the from area, but if they include yes. a name at the bottom, like, all right, you clearly intended me to use this one, so I will. I do that, too. When, when somebody emails me if I ever get around to actually responding. Yeah, you're like, hey, Bob, even at the bottom, it's like, Super Saiyan 8 Raditz. That's nope, exactly you're Bob. <laughs>
<laughs> a lot of people don't realize that they've registered their name oh, with I know. their people email. People have no clue whatsoever. They're like, how did you know that? It's like, it, it says <laughs> it, it right at the top. It says it in your email. It even gives me your last name. <laughs> I love the emails that people send from work, where it has their work signatures. Like, this email is intended for blah, yes. blah, blah, do not distribute. They're like, it may be sensitive material <laughs> in this email. And I was like, it's really I sensitive. This kid's asking me about Kai. I say kid, even though they're at work, but whatever. Everyone's kid to me. All right. <laughs> Are we all ready for this? Um, oh. I was born ready. I'm mentally right up, ready. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> I'm about to get angry. Ah, perfect. Classic Mary. Yay! All right, I love angry Mary. <laughs>